everybody. Welcome to Best Friends Club podcast. I'm Ashley. I'm Renee. And you are here listening to Season 1, Episode 13, The One with the Boobies. So, this this is mm, this isn't like this this episode doesn't only happen in the apartment, but it's pretty apartment centered. So mm-hmm, it starts out with um, Rachel coming out of the bathroom. She's just taken a shower, and so she's got a towel wrapped around her waist, and then a towel like she's just like holding it on her front and like drying her hair. But I do have to say, I have never in my life seen someone wear walk around like with a in a towel like that. I don't know. Have you ever not a female? No. no, she's like wearing a towel man style on the bottom. And right. then just like, I get that she's like using one to, but usually you have like a full body towel wrapped yes. around you and then you have one for your hair. Exactly. You, you wrap and tuck. So it's like a two top yeah. dress. Yeah. She did not take advantage of this style. And I, I agree. It's an odd choice because she has roommates. I'm not blaming the victim. I'm just saying, yeah, no. it's. A weird way to wear your towel and I've never seen right. another female human do it um she does have roommates I mean maybe she knew Monica was gone so she's like that's one thing I will say is like it's your house you should be allowed to walk around naked if you know that your roommates are gone like you should be allowed to walk around naked so like that on Chandler for taking that from her yes but at the same time there are always people in that apartment always yeah that's true and she kind of is like you never knock Da, 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 but none of them ever knock to go over to the guy's house either. Like everyone just kind of comes and goes as they please. So I feel like this was bound to happen. Maybe lock your door if you know you're going to be showering. I agree. It probably could have been avoided, but it wasn't. And she yeah. gets all mad at him. Fair enough. And then he's she's trying to tell him off. And he's like, can I just say one thing? That's relatively open weave. And I can still see your nippular area. Nippular area. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. She's wearing like a crocheted blanket. Um, and so yes. that's, yeah, that's pretty good. So that sets off this chain throughout this episode of like, um, so they're talking about it later. And they're like, well, the adult thing to do here would be for, because Chandler saw Rachel's boobies. Rachel gets to see Chandler's pee-pee. And she's like, yep, tip, tip for tat. And he's like, you're not going to see my tat. Um, but that does, which is quite funny. And like, yes, they're all like mid-20s, but you know. Um, and so that sets off this chain of like, then Rachel tries to walk in on Chandler, but accidentally walks in on Joey. Uh-huh. And then Joey walks in on Monica. Uh-huh. And then Monica gets it she gets the worst end of the whole deal and she walks in on joey's dad yep who has a hairy back (laughs) hello dear (laughs) hello dear yeah it's pretty good um he's pretty unfazed but i guess at like 50 you're kind of like it is what it is oh yeah totally i think you're like meh bodies are bodies yeah i think i care much less at 32 if somebody like accidentally walked in on me naked than i would have at 22 100%. 100%. Which is funny because at 22, it's like, you're like peak physical prime, right? Like I know. I probably should have been asking people to walk in on me <laughs> naked back then. <laughs> but I didn't. I missed out. Um, you're absolutely right. I'm the same way. Like at 32, I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it's a big enough deal that like, you know, you're not, I'm not like promoting it. But yeah, I'm not right. like mortified. Yeah. 
just kind of settled with the idea of a little bit more. Um, yeah. Have you ever walked in on somebody of the opposite sex while they were naked accidentally? Um, so the only time I can think of is um, t- at my at my house in New Zealand two years ago. Um, all of us roommates went out and had like a pretty big night out. I can't even remember what we were doing, but we had a really big night out and we were on our way home. Um, one of the roommates was like, we had these like hedges that lined the walkway and he kept like falling over into the hedges. And so like, he was like pretty (laughs) drunk. So I was like, right. So I was like carrying him, like, you know, his arm around my shoulder, like helping him walk to the, um, house. And then he and I both had bedrooms on the first floor of the house. So he like walks into, I like get him to the front of his bedroom. He like walks in and like face plants onto the bed, like face down. And I was like, okay, I'm going to like, just like run upstairs and get him a glass of water. So he doesn't die, um, of dehydration and, and hangover. And so I like go upstairs, get the glass of water, come back down his front door, his bedroom door is wide open. Lights are all on. And he has somehow taken off his pants and boxers. So he's lying there face down on his bed with like his sweater still on, legs splayed, butt up in the air and like tip of penis sticking out. And I was just like, oh no. All right. And so I was like, here's your water. <laughs> like, set That's it down. That's not what you want. Turn off lights, close door, walk away. And of course, like the next day I told him, because he's like 36. I think he's like, fine like whatever he's pretty open and so like I, I don't know if he got embarrassed or not but he was like oh I'm really sorry and I was just like it happened it was it didn't scar me it didn't tempt me like don't worry about it and so we just like laughed it off I can't say I don't if if I did I guess I blocked it out um I don't remember ever walking in on anyone of the opposite sex and I don't really remember being walked in on by anybody else but if it was me and some guy walked in on me in the shower, I would have no interest in getting even this way. That's true. I, yeah. Just just personal yeah. preference. Yeah, you're right. I probably like, wouldn't even want to be like, now I'm going to see your parts. Like, like, you owe me a drink or that's it. do I'd an be errand like, or something. Like, give me a bottle of wine for the trouble. Yes. Or like, yeah, clean something in my house. Mm-hmm. See, this is what women want. I don't think I like, this is like, this is what women want. Like, we're not interested in peanut, like, okay, well, that's not true. But like, there's not this like, ooh, like the, the male penis. Like, it's fine. It's there. Some people like this. It's not that, it's not the same thing. It's like, I'd actually rather you like do chores for me or right. like, yeah. Well, I even would just say like, even as coming down to like naked pictures, like women do not want naked pictures of men, even though men want naked pictures of women. I don't think that's. Um, universally true because I, I have a friend universally here. Universally true. Okay, your friend sounds like a weirdo. Well, I I do wonder how much of it she's like trying to be cool. The, yeah, but she's like, no, I actually think it's really funny and fun, and I'm like, well, that's fine, but like, it's not the same. It's not attractive. No, she thinks it's attractive, but like, I still just don't think it's the same. I don't think it's at the same level. So no. so like, okay, so pictures, yes or no? But like, I think a good example. It's like um, bachelor, bachelorette parties. Like guys mm-hmm. are like, ooh, stripper. And like, do you remember that male escort thing where it was like, there was this new thing that had come out in New York or LA or Man wherever. Man servants. 
yes that was like okay girls we know you don't want like some like oily dude shaking his junk in your face and like there's like the commercial is her like having this happen and she's like this isn't sexy (laughs) and it's like what you actually want is like a guy like walking around opening doors holding umbrellas like carrying your groceries like Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean like bringing you drinks and snacks like yes yes please I'm not going to say every single woman feels this way because there's probably plenty of women that are very different from us that are like more than happy to have the physical, like whatever, like guys shaking junk in face. But I think in general, it's much more like the manservant model is pretty Mm -hmm. cool. I agree. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. So I'd be like you and me wine, but um, yeah, so that set that off. So you've not ever walked in on the opposite sex? Not that I can remember. I mean, don't have brothers, so there were never like right. brothers or friends around to accidentally walk in on. Um, I did have guy roommates for a while, and somehow I never walked in on any of them. But I guess I had my own bedroom and bathroom. They all shared yeah, another bathroom. That helps. that helps for sure. So I luckily avoided that. You probably knock before you enter rooms. So. I try to knock before I enter a room, but you know that's just me. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. What else is happening in this episode is Phoebe's boyfriend, Roger. Raj. Raj, Raj is so annoying. Mm-hmm. Which I think that's the point. So, like, I applaud that actor. Yeah. You did it. You did a great job. You're a really good actor. You're very annoying. Um, so he's this um, – he's, like, a psychotherapist. But I feel like there's – it's also, like, that, like – I don't know his look. His like, ha 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 ha. Like, uh-huh. why do they have to give him such an obnoxious laugh? Because Janice wasn't in this episode. All oh, right, so they needed something, someone to fill Fair. in, some sort of like audio trigger. <laughs> like, we needed to be triggered by some noise <laughs> in this episode. So, yeah. So, um, so Raj and his like cackle, um, but he basically is like using psychoanalysis on everybody. Mm-hmm. Which, um, we'll get into that in a minute, like the funny stuff, but I was a psychology major in college and Renee, I remember you used to always be like, stop psychoanalyzing me. (laughs) Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. I can't remember anything specific. I don't know if you do. I don't remember anything specific either. I just remember I'd get annoyed because (laughs) psychoanalysis is so specifically Freudian. And it's like, like, like you, like you would say like, oh, like therapy or like, I don't, I don't, I can't remember what the other term is, but psychoanalysis is like psychoanalyze. I think that was like a real buzzword in like the 90s and 2000s anyway, but it's so specifically Freudian and it's where you're going, you have all these repressed memories in your um, subconscious or like, I can't remember the like latent whatever, but all these were like suppressed memories, mostly from childhood that shape the way that you think and act. And so, yeah, like in some ways, okay, I will say that's probably actually, that was, that was pretty good because we all have like subconscious things that we've learned that we didn't even realize that shape how we approach the world or how we, you know, like see ourselves or whatever, like insecurities we have. And I definitely think that like dealing with them and talking through them is a good thing. Mm-hmm. you'd agree I agree I just don't think that all of it is like 
from your childhood and sexual, which is pretty much where Freud went. Right. So that's where I'm like, no, I diverge with him. That's not true. But like, I will say that like, yeah, there's a lot of subconscious stuff, but I don't think everything is like due to our subconscious. Right. I agree. But I also know nothing about psychology. That's fair. But Raj does. Raj does. So Raj is like, um, what is he doing? He's like, he's like saying that, Oh, he like calls out that Chandler is like a child of divorce from a young age and mm-hmm. uses humor as a defense mechanism, which, okay, scratching the surface. I think anyone can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, not the child of divorce, but the humor as a defense mechanism. Um, but then he's like all, it's like super weird when they're like all in the um, apartment and Raj is like, well, maybe like Ross, maybe you married a lesbian to make your, to make your parents like look proudly on a sibling or something right. like that. And it's like, he definitely wouldn't have married her on purpose if she was, if he knew she was a lesbian. No. And he's saying on some level you did and you did it to like make your sister look good. I just think that's way too far-fetched. It's far-fetched. Way too far-fetched. Like now you're just using your hindsight, like you're trying to apply principles to in hindsight that are absolutely not there. You know what I mean? When you're like, oh, you must have done it because of this. Like, no, no, he just, I think people marry people who are actually gay all the time. You just didn't know it, you know? Right. <laughs> there's, there's no, anyway. And then he's, I don't know, Rachel's c- crying about some spoiled brat thing. I didn't pay attention. <laughs> the weebles that were wobbling. Yeah, and the whole Weevil's Playhouse, or I don't know, it's mm-hmm. just like, it's too annoying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but then Raj is like, Phoebe, we got to go. We're going to be late. And she's like, oh, okay. Hey, bye, guys. And he's like, Phoebe, we're going to be late. And I'm like, geez, Raj, like, controlling much? Raj, yeah, seriously. Let's like go analyze Raj. Well, that's funny because later in the episode, Phoebe breaks up with Raj. So they're in the coffee house and she like lays her head in his lap on the couch. I'm pretty sure that's not how therapy works, but I don't know. I don't know. Not I'm not the licensed psychotherapist. Um, but yeah, and so she's like, "Well, Raj, sorry, like my friends don't like you. They think you're creepy and whatever, whatever." And then he gets so for somebody who's supposed to be like pretty comfortable with himself and like understand. Do you know what I mean? Like for a psychoanalyst, like he gets right. really offended that people don't like him. And it's kind of like, maybe you wake up, like people don't like you telling them what's wrong with them. And like, also people are just allowed to think people are annoying, mm-hmm. but he like takes it so personally and gets like so mad and starts like screaming about them, like being codependent and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so she breaks up with them. He's a weirdo. I, he's, he's not, he's on one of my like extras. I don't like list. Yeah. He is kind of annoying. He doesn't have a Not big a enough presence. But she breaks up with him, so. He does. He doesn't have, a, like, a sticking presence to be, like, a least favorite. Right. But he's, yeah, annoying. But she breaks up with him. So. Yeah. So that's good. So that's good. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on psychotherapy? No. I don't think so. Right. So that's what's going on. That's two of the plot lines. The last one is... Um, Joey's dad comes to visit, um, because he's got, he's like an electrician or 
plumber pipe laying, I think they say. Yeah, my dad's an electrician. That's right. I'm getting my Italians confused. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so his dad's like, they're doing, he's like doing a job, like help fix um, building a building. And um, he's on the phone one night, like saying like, I love you. Good night. And Joey's like, oh, is that Ma? And he like grabs the phone and is like, oh, hey, Ma. And he's like, oh my gosh, this isn't Ma. And so then he finds out that his dad is having an affair, which that would just be really hard news to swallow. That would be awful. Oh, it would be I awful. can't imagine. Mid-20s and like, yeah, I mean, that, there's no good age to find out your parents, you know, no. when your parents have an affair. But like, yeah, that would be like so hard. Mm-hmm. I know. And he doesn't really know how to process the information, which I don't blame him right he's joey dad is staying with him and then his dad wants to like talk about her yeah and so joey i think the only time ever we see joey cook Mm -hmm. yes so he's like chopping mushrooms and chopping tomatoes and making sauce does he make sauce another time actually because doesn't he put sauce in like a cookie jar yeah he does he makes sauce one other time but i can't remember what it's related to I don't remember that. We'll have to we'll have to see. Upcoming. It might be when that actress breaks up with them or something. Well, maybe. There's a yeah. So there's a time. There's another time he makes sauce because I remember he goes, "Are you making dinner for all of Mexico or like something like that?" I'll find it. We'll find. It. Don't worry about it. It's coming up. But yeah. So this is like one of two times we ever see Joey not eating takeout or mm-hmm. food that was prepared for him. Um, and so he's cooking sauce and like, yeah. And then the dad's trying to talk to him about the other woman and he's all stressed. So apparently we learn here that Joey is a stress cooker. (laughs) Yes. Are you, I can't say that I am. Are you a stress cooker? Cooking relaxes me, but I don't do it when I'm stressed out. When I'm stressed out, I want pizza that someone else made. Well, like some people are like when they're stressed, they'll clean, Mm -hmm. which I wish that was me. That's (laughs) so productive. It's productive. Uh, I don't know. I like to exercise when I'm stressed. Yeah, same. Same. I like to talk about it. So I guess that's yeah. one way I process it. It's yeah. like if something's bothering me, I like to talk about it. I also like to have to do exercise. Mm-hmm. Or, or emotionally like, eat. Yeah, emotionally eating. Maybe yeah. like doing chores as well. I mean, I guess that's like, like cleaning. When, sorry, not chores. Like errands. Like, oh. oh, I need to like get this taken care of, mail this thing off, do this. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like shopping. Like I'm, and my mom is a stressed shopper oh. when she's at like retail therapy. But I don't. No, not me. No, same. I'm not a retail therapy person. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I'm, I'm not a stress cooker either. But but I think he's making the family secret sauce, which mm-hmm. Renee has a secret family sauce. That yeah. She won't and cook. although I, I've kept almost no secrets from Ashley over the last 20 something years, I have never told her what makes the secret sauce a secret. Why haven't you? Let's talk about it. Well, I think because you were so determined to find out. Yeah. And it was really enjoyable to listen to you guess things like oregano (laughs) being the secret ingredient (laughs) in Italian pasta sauce. Yeah. Uh, Well, I'm definitely not going to share it here. Sorry, guys. But maybe I'll tell you. Maybe I'll tell you next year for your birthday. Thank you. I just feel like I've never made pasta sauce myself but maybe if I knew a good recipe I would no I don't I don't Mm. really no 
I don't think I've ever made my own pasta sauce. Overall, I'm so holding good. out until I know the best one, which is the Renee family. <laughs> the Renee family sauce. Also, um, do you want to share what song you sing whenever I tell you I'm making sauce? I don't think it's so much a song as a tune. Okay, that's a tune. Right? <laughs> you know, typical Italians. I could sing the Mario theme song if you'd prefer. <laughs> it's not I- racist. <laughs> I think the da 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 is pretty good. Um, yeah. So, so he's like, how does he say they even met? I don't remember. I don't either. But she's a pet mortician, which is an interesting choice of job. So basically, she's just a taxidermist. I think is what that's actually called. Right, but for pets. Oh, I guess. But I mean, so she'd only do pets. She wouldn't do like I shot this goose and now I want it stuffed for my mantle. That would be my assumption. Okay, well, that's pretty, but that's I pretty don't... neat, Ronnie. Way to, mm-hmm. way to carve out a niche for yourself. And also, like, she she seems a little bit like my kind of woman, only because she brought her own cheese nips to wait outside that's the apartment. I do, <laughs> love, I do love a good purse snack. A purse snack? You gotta, ha- you gotta do it. Uh, speaking of purse snacks, um, okay, so I'm going on a flight on Monday, and it's not with a budget airline. It's like a normal good airline. It's a nine-hour flight. Mm-hmm. They're not serving meals. What? Doesn't that seem crazy? Nine hours. And it's we leave at 11 a.m. So it's like literally like at least lunch and dinner. Nine hours is a long time not to be served food. I'm shocked. I would have thought anything over like five or six they'd have to. But I'm wondering if it's like – because there, there's, there's another flight on the same airline that I've taken that's like 10 hours. And they serve two meals and a snack. That is strange. Don't know what the difference is because this one's one hour less, but like maybe at least one. And But you, you can buy a meal, but it's like $50 extra. Like the tickets, like you can buy like just the seat. You can buy like the seat with like bags, checked bags, or you can buy like the whole shebang, which is like movies, food, all of it. But it's $50 more from like seat and luggage to get. And I'm like, okay, you're... Food is definitely not worth $50. Oh, okay. So they are serving food. They just don't be serving it to you. Well, but like the other one that I've been on that was like an hour longer, there's no choice. Everybody gets food. I'm wondering if they just changed their policies. They haven't though, because I've, I'm, I'm flying. So this is flying to Bali. The one to Japan is where you get food. And I'm flying to Japan later this year and we still get food. Huh. Same airline. Yeah. That's weird. It seems so strange. And so, like, I understand if it's, like, a three-hour flight, a four-hour flight. Like, many people go three and four hours all the time without eating. That's fine. But nine hours? That's a really – yeah, there's no way. And it's not even, like, an overnight. So it's not even, like, well, just go to sleep. You know, it's nine hours every time. Yeah. It's really strange, isn't it? Okay. So are you bringing a lot of snacks? Totally. So we're going to get – yeah, we're totally going to do it. Um. There's like sandwich would be easy. Um, I recently went hiking with some friends and they brought like cold pizza as like a snack, as like a lunch snack, which I was like, that's actually a pretty good idea. Uh-huh. That holds, up, holds up really well. I brought cold pizza on a flight once. It was a great decision. Mm, okay. okay. I also, okay. I love cold pizza. I might love it more cold than I do hot. Cold pizza is really good. Yeah. This is the second time we're talking about pizza and now I just, I really want some. <sighs> Sorry. Maybe I'll just have to get some. Um, I will say, I think that 
smelly foods on flights should be banned. Like you should not be allowed to bring McDonald's on an airplane. Yeah, but I guess it's that everybody's idea of what smelly is. No, McDonald's is like, they like subjective. engineer it to smell. Oh, well. Don't they? Like they engineer McDonald's to smell so everyone else around you is like, oh, yeah, McDonald's. Mm. But like on a plane, it's like, <laughs> disgusting. What's the... Um, so you I won't get bringing work? McDonald's? No. What's the best thing you've ever snuck onto a plane? The cold pizza or something else? I mean, snuck, snuck on. I was like, sneak on. Uh, I mean, cold pizza is a is a pretty good front runner. Yeah. I brought a public sub on a plane once too. Oh, I wish. Yeah. I wish I could send you a public sub. I wish I could bring one. Yeah. I, I think I'm getting um, a public sub this weekend because our friends invited us out on a boat and public subs are great boat food. They're such good boat food. Um, my friend is a flight attendant, same airline that we were talking about before, the notorious one that won't feed me. Um, and there's certain flights. So like there's certain flights, um, that she works on that people tend to bring buckets of KFC chicken. <laughs> it's just like a thing because I think it's cause like they're going to an Island and there's no KFC on the Island. And it's like, that's like the most, it's like pretty much like the most popular fast food chain here in Asia. Mm-hmm. In, oh, in New yeah. Zealand too. In New Zealand. Yeah. Oh. It's like really popular here. Like definitely up there with McDonald's, if not more so. You know, KFC is really popular in the UK too. Everywhere but America. It's yeah, extremely really popular. Extremely it's popular. It's weird. People are like, oh yeah, KFC, like thanks America. And I'm like, I don't really know anyone that eats KFC in America. Uh-uh. Like, <laughs> no way. Um, Cause we've just got like other good fried chicken, I guess. But like, yeah, so so she said that it's like, and so I guess like if you think McDonald's is bad, like <laughs> fried chicken of fried chicken on like a four hour flight would be because they bring it like so that when they like when their families are picking them up from the airport, it's kind of like a gift and it's like oh yay like this treat from the mainland, but Ooh. like ugh, gross I know. So hopefully gross. nobody's bringing a bucket of fried chicken to Bali. I would go with cold pizza or a sandwich. I feel like that's a really good idea. Yeah, probably gonna have to do that. And because it's the airport, everything's open 24, not 24 seven, but like, there will be like a pizza place open in the morning, or I could always just get it the night before. And yeah, we'll have options. We'll have options. But I do need to bring like multiple meals, I think. Definitely. Plenty of water and some snackies as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, back to friends. Back to friends. So Joey's dad's having this affair. They're making sauce. They're making the sauce. And his dad is basically like, what do you say has been going on for like six years? And he's like, okay, that's it. Six years is too long. You're, you're either putting an end to it or you're telling – or like you are putting an end to it and you're telling mom. Mm-hmm. And so um, so before that happens, she's, she's like, okay, I'm going to go back to New York. And like to be fair, like you're right. Well, I guess the thing that she did wrong was knowing that she was having an affair with a married man. Mm-hmm. But she like came to the city to bring him his good toupee mm-hmm. so that he could have it for the next day for his important job. Um, and so he's like, no, 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 don't take the train back. It's too late. We'll stay here and or we'll go to a hotel. And Joey's like, no, if you go to a hotel, you're going to be doing stuff. You know, you're yeah. going to stay here. I'm going to keep an eye on you. So that's how Joey's dad and the mistress end up in Joey and Chandler's rooms, respectively. Mm-hmm. And Joey and Chandler end up on the hide-a-bed with Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it all around. Oh, 
Yeah, they're on the pullout couch, which inevitably means they're going to be spooning because there's no pullout couch ever that doesn't have everybody roll right to the middle. It's and like the bar uh-huh. that you can like feel across your back. Yes. It's just like surely in 2018, pullout couches can be more comfortable. Well, I will say our friend Casey has a pullout couch. She did when she lived in New York and it had a memory foam mattress and it was Ooh. so incredibly comfortable. I slept on it for that, three nights and it was so comfortable. That's the way to do it, guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I'm sure it wasn't cheap, but it's worth it to store an extra bed in your house. That's true. And to have your friends not like want to die. Yeah. Or in the rare chance that your parent has an affair, comes to your house to spend the night with their lover and you have to sleep on the pullout. Right. On the rare chance. Just in case. Just in case. It's happened once. It can happen again. It's true. So yeah. So there, and so like, while they're out on the couch, Joey's like, first of all, uncomfortable because he can't sleep with underwear on. (laughs) See last episode and walking in on people again. Right. But. Um, yeah, so he's like, oh, I'm just like having, he's like having a little existential crisis because he's like, he knows that he's like always getting with all these different women, but he's like, you know, I always thought when I got married, I'd be able to settle down. But like now seeing my dad, like, is this just in my genes? And Chandler's like, no, like, I really think, you know, when you're married and the white, right woman comes along, you'll have the strength to say, no, thanks. I'm married or whatever. And but I have to say, like, terrible advice, Chandler. Love you, but terrible advice. I think that the habits and disciplines you set up for yourself before marriage, like, I don't know. I'm not married. Renee, maybe you can weigh in here. Pretty sure it's not like a magic No, like, not a magic thing wand. That you, like, jump into marriage, all of a sudden you act right. You know what I mean? No, you act exactly the same. Act exactly the but- same with somebody else in your space now yeah with someone else you've committed your life to um i would say like the only thing i would say there is that joey i don't think necessarily is cheating on people he's just having like flings and one night stands like he's not like cheating on people he doesn't have a serious girlfriend so he's not cheating on them well as the as the seasons go on like it he is pretty like purposefully misleading about like where what the relationship is yeah and so like he'll have like moved on or he'll have like he says like I need to know I have more people on the go than so no he doesn't like have girlfriends that he's then cheating on that's fair but he uh, he doesn't have girlfriends because he knows he wants to be able to like hook up with as many women as possible which I think that can change like I think people can grow out of that but but he does it for 10 seasons that's true I don't know. He does say in one of them, I'll be 50 and I'll be starting to think of settling down. So maybe he just knows what he wants and what his, he's running to his own timelines, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, I agree. If you think that you're cheating on somebody just because you're only dating or engaged and that magically getting married will stop that. Um, it won't. Yeah. And also having a baby won't fix any relationship. Yeah. That's my advice for the that. day. <laughs> That's a pretty good one, actually. I second that. Like, definitely don't have a baby to fix problems. Pretty sure it only exponentially increases problems. Yep, pretty much. That's our advice. That's That's our our free tips for you. That's our free tips from people who don't have kids. Once again, we're going to give a lot of these, so I would write them all down. One who's not even married. So here you are, guys. You're welcome. We'll we'll release an ebook with all these tips. 
It's such a good idea. <laughs> such a good idea. Um, right. So then, so then, um, Joey's dad does tell his mom what's going on. Joey's mom comes in and completely acts out of what he thinks. And she's like, what were you thinking? Of course I knew he was cheating on me, but like I was fine with it because at least he was a nice person. I don't know. Don't know if I can get on board with it. I don't know. Again, not in a 50 year relationship with a deadbeat, but like she's like, Joey's dad used to always be angry, always used to be yelling. And now he's like nice to her because he feels bad. And so she's like, he's always like buying me gifts and treating me well because he feels guilty. And she's like, I like it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm not, I'm not about that life. Nah. I'd have to say like, you know what? Like if you were so unhappy with dad, then maybe you guys just need to like call it quits. Uh Not like invite a third into your marriage (laughs) it's super weird Mm -hmm. speaking of thirds have you been hearing Uh, about this concept a lot (laughs) no thank you ashley i'm good (laughs) (laughs) i just i've been hearing it a lot on like american sitcoms that i've been watching they keep talking about like thirds in relationships and i was like my partner was like, my boyfriend here was like, I've never heard of this. And so I was like, maybe it's commonplace amongst like the hipster crowd. Maybe. I mean, I, mm, I heard there's a show about some people in a three-way relationship. But Is I, that called You, Me, and Her? Yes, I think so. I've never watched it. Netflix keeps suggesting it to me. And I'm like, no, thank no, you. Why? I'm not interested. Like, if that's what other people want to do, that's fine. I'm pretty confident that I don't. So, right. think. I'm more so, I'm just very old school. Maybe I'm old school, but I'm like, if you want to be in a committed relationship, be in a committed relationship. If you don't, then don't. Like, nobody's holding a gun to your head to get married. You know, if you just Good want point. to play the field, then play the field. Like, as long as everybody knows, then that's cool. Well, I have to ask, like, do you think people... Because in New Zealand, it's actually a lot less common to get married than it is in the U.S. Right. Um, New Zealand's a lot less religious, and so that's one reason. But then also, you don't get any tax breaks. There's no perks for being legally married. Right. Um, Basically, so there's a couple things. Basically, like, in New Zealand, if you're in a committed relationship, not married, but just in a partnership, for, like, three years, you're considered de facto And like, technically my current boyfriend, if we broke up, I think he's technically entitled to half my stuff. (laughs) Told me this a few times. And I'm like, just, I will, the day that this happens, I will lawyer up because no, you are not. But like, I'm pretty sure after three years, it's like, okay, well you're de facto. Now it's kind of like a, what's mine is your situation. So the laws are a lot different around that. But then also the laws are a lot different around like, if Ben, God forbid, were to get into a really bad accident and wind up in a hospital. I could go in there and be like, he's my partner. Like we, you know, we're, we're longtime partners or whatever. And we're in a serious relationship. Like, where is he? I need to see him. Whereas like in the U S I'm pretty sure you have to prove that you're married. Like you couldn't just walk into a hospital and be like, I want to see my boyfriend. He'd be like, what? No, next of kin only. Right. I think you can have like, if that person is your emergency contact or something. Uh, but how would they know that? Like, where would they like check your phone yeah, records? Like, how do they know? Yeah. Like if you were rushed in on ambulance, you don't, haven't had 
you don't have an emergency contact. And so I actually, I've heard about this happening in the U S and so I think it's just like those kinds of things. And also there's like tax breaks. If you're married, there's like a lot of other things there that encourage people to get married. Right. But I'm not even saying married. I'm just saying long-term committed relationship. Like people who are dating for a really long time still cheat on each other. And I don't understand. I don't think it's a mindset of like, I want to play the field. I don't. I think that I honestly, I think this is a whole part of this like fluidity of relationships, fluidity of gender preference. Like I think that like the whole, like, no, a relationship is two committed people. Like, I think people are just testing that idea. I don't agree with that personally, but I think that's what it is. It's just like, it's fluidity in relationships. And I'm, I'm sure that there's some people that like it obviously, but, but yeah. So I think that's why it's kind of like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to be like single and play the field. Like I really love this person. I just also want to like, okay, this isn't new actually. So have you read the Hemingway book? Which is the one where he talks of, oh, it's not, it's, it's, um, it's a fictional book, but it's about Hemingway's life. And it's written from the perspective of his first wife, Katie or Kate. I don't think I read it, but I love historical oh, I thought, fiction. I thought you recommended it to me, but it's a really good book. Wife. That's it. That's, that's not Hemingway. Yeah. It was, um, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Oh no, it was Hemingway. No, You're totally right. It's Hemingway. Because F. Scott Fitzgerald is mentioned in it and his wife Zelda. That's but, right. No, it's, I also it's read him. Z, which is Zelda Fitzgerald. I, ah, it's okay. basically, she yeah. seemed crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so The Paris Wife, it's about his first wife, for the readers, because obviously Renee is no, Renee's not mansplaining to her. But um, for those of you who haven't read it, it's about Hemingway and his first wife and like this woman kind of like comes into their, she like is introduced into their friend circle and I don't know, from this book's perspective, which again, it's fiction, it does make it sound like she kind of like knew what she was doing and was like hitting on Hemingway, but he also seemed like a pretty like love is love type guy. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so like it was just, I thought it was so interesting how she talks about how like, you know, she didn't think like the wife didn't think anything of it at first when like she'd come over and they'd all hang out or like the wife would go to bed like, you know, cause she was tired and then the friend would still hang around. Cause like, that was just kind of their friend circle. They were like pretty open and lively and raucous and whatever. But then she said that like, she noticed, like she didn't really realize it wasn't like an overnight change, but like slowly she just noticed that like, there would be like three places set at the breakfast table mm-hmm. or like there would always be like the three of them going away on holiday. And, well, yeah, like, this is definitely not new. No, it's not. But I just, I'm wondering if it's becoming like a more, more of a place of mainstream society or Maybe. if we're just kind of like. That's probably what it is. More. People are just so, becoming more socially acceptable. I don't know. I'm not saying that it's like here to stay though. It might not be. We'll see. Who knows? Anyway, look, I'm obviously not personally going to adopt that model. So anybody wondering if Ashley will be their third? The answer is no. The answer is no. And if you're trying to, um, apply to be my third, the answer is still no. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I speak for my partner when I say his answer is no. So thanks, but keep moving. <laughs> I mean, I guess everybody, you know, do whatever you want to do. But Mrs. Tribbiani, I think you might be happier if you. <laughs> I feel like the moral of our story should be like, do whatever you want to do, but here's our opinion about it. Right. <laughs> That's pretty much, if you guys couldn't tell after 13 episodes, it's pretty much the, uh, 
the flow of the podcast here. Yeah. So, yeah, so exactly. So Mrs. Tribbiani's like, so then they agree, like, he's just going to go back to cheating on her and pretending that she doesn't know. And she's going to go back to pretending she doesn't know. And I guess whatever, that's what they're doing in upstate New York in the burbs. Um, and the only other, do you have anything else on that before I wrap it up? Mm-mm. I think that's it. The only other thing I wanted to say is that in this episode, it has to be one of my least favorite Monica hairstyles. Oh, hair, yeah. Like Jerry Seinfeld or like <laughs> the Pirates of Penzance. Like she looks, I know, I know which one your least favorite is. It's the Demi Moore. Oh yeah. Well, it's, I don't like it. It's not good, but this one I feel like is worse. I don't know. It's offensive. <laughs> I do think it's funny when Roger leaves and they're all like eating cookies, like stress eating cookies and yeah. he leaves and they all throw cookies at the door. And I'm like, Monica would not throw cookies at the door. No, you're right. Cause you're yeah, like, well now she's going to clean them. That's a good point. Yeah. She doesn't fully come into, or maybe she was just that stressed. I think she was that stressed. <laughs> That's a good point though. <laughs> but yeah, Roger's the worst. So we'll be, we're, we're done with him, thankfully. So we're just okay, taking some of these everything. guys off our list. It's kind of great. It's really good. It's like we're burning through them. Yeah, it's good. So um, that's it for season one, episode 13, the one with the boobies and all of our opinions about everything. <laughs> um, tune in next time for our opinions about season one, episode 14, the one with the candy hearts and the return of Janice. <laughs> we're very proud of Janice. Love her. So, all right. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.